Okay, and welcome back to the Be Up Podcast you never asked for with me, Crystal. Um, it is time once again for the weekly report. Is it Tuesday and not Monday? Yes, but I always post these on Tuesday. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be me if I wasn't at least a little late. Uh, but whatever, we will get on to Weekly Report, a segment where I talk about all the shows I watched this past week. I hope everyone's excited. We are going to be talking about the same five shows I talked about last week, which is We Best Love, Lovely Writer, You Make Me Dance, Dear Uranus, and A Tale of a Thousand Stars. So let us get started. So, number one, We Best Love. <laughs> the reason this podcast is late is because I could not... Uh, get myself to watch this until yesterday night at one in the morning but here we are so I mean it was like an episode I'm just really missing the first season like the first season was immaculate and this one is still like pretty good like the theme song is different and I just want them to be happy I don't know I might be cliche because I'm like angst but like I just want happiness anyway unimportant so what we found out this week is that um, the reason my man Gal Sudeur uh, was off the radar for five years was because Shui's dad was all like, don't go near him. And he's all like, how will I get your approval? And Shui's dad's all like, don't talk to him for five years. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I literally would have just been like, no good day but i was like i i know he recognized it as like important to shui even though shui was all like how are you gonna be making decisions without me which is true everybody was making deals about shui without him present thinking they all know what's best for him without him being there i didn't like that but shui didn't like it either so I just want them to be happy and to be together again. And I understand why Shui's being, why he's mad and why he doesn't want to get back with Gasudo. Like, I, I get it. It's perfectly logical and completely justified. I just want them to be happy again. And the scene where he, uh, Shui's like in bed and he's like having like a dream, remembering like when they were in college. <sighs> and he remembers. Gasuda calling him his page boy like it literally hurts so bad I was like why why can't you just be happy but whatever um and then this season you know how like every BL second season somehow introduces like a cheating subplot to get cheap drama I don't know if this is this is somehow almost worse like I don't know if it's better because like there's no cheating like I'm always like I always want relationship like drama like drama in the relationship that they work out but I don't know this is going kind of this is going kind of long so oh well and then the second couple death note man I think that's death note man death note man and the doctor guy but he's not a doctor anymore that was confusing to me he owns like a fucking bar now (laughs) i mean that's what happened in five years but i was just like what is going on anyway but he was fighting people and i i feel like i'm watching like i missed a part of their relationship and i know they're probably gonna tell us later but they'd be referencing stuff like oh you're only attached to me because of what happened in high school as if i'm supposed to know what the fuck happened in high school (laughs) like 
it's one thing to be like to keep people in the dark about their past relationship but it's another to like uh, i just feel like the way they're doing it i'm like i feel like i it makes me feel like i'm missing a part of the story unimportant but i think they're funny i just like death no man and i just want him to be happy so i want them to be in a relationship uh so that's kind of it that was like the shortest one i had like nothing to say about that one <laughs> actually i have like next to nothing to say about dear uranus but whatever moving on to second show lovely writer okay guys this episode was so good like it really really sold me on this show because i had just been watching because it's kind of my job anyway <laughs> but um and i was like yeah this is fine it was like pretty typical it was giving me like why are you vibes which at least in the beginning i really liked so i was like okay this is fine um but this episode was so good so let's talk about what happened uh so what's his name Oop. gene is at lunch or dinner actually with his college friends and they're like pressuring him to come out and i was like oh they're gonna out him he right here right now i was like oh and then the one guy who was like really pushing him i don't even know if he has a name but i was like no homophobia at the dinner table please like what is this i do not appreciate it at least my man's what's his name tom oops yes he was all like dude you can't be like doing that he'll come out in his going good time and i feel like it was like a really good way to like sh you know explain to people that no gay people don't have to come out to you even if you're the best friends ever that was i uh, was refreshing because i don't know i feel like too many bls are just like telling straight people some really toxic shit about the lgbt community so yeah but um moving on so my man's the plot of the whole episode is basically gene gets drunk shenanigans ensue and i knew gene would be a cute like drunk and he'd be like all over the place considering he's like so reserved and like so like all his feelings are like bottled up but this was better than i could have imagined it was literally so cute like he was flopping all over the place and nubsy was all like um could you like sit down for like five seconds and they were just being so adorable and the conversation they had in the car where jeans all like everybody likes you even i like you i was like stop the motherfucking music i was i was in shock <laughs> I, I, I was like episode four where they, I was like episode four were like already this far in like I don't I don't know if I can deal with this although I think for this show the pacing is gonna be like different because I think I keep saying because I think but I think that um the show's gonna talk a lot more about like the drama of like being in a relationship with somebody who's in a relationship like in a show Cause that's like a big thing in like the BL community right now is that people like keep having literal strokes over, you know, actors having actual lives outside the show they were hired to act in. Some Delula shit right there, but I think that's gonna be what they spend a lot of time on, like the preview for the next episode. I'm like going all over the place with this, but the preview for the next episode, I saw there there was like a lot more drama, and in the preview for the whole thing, there's also gonna be some drama with like you know fans and stuff so i feel like they're gonna focus on that a lot more so like the actual getting together won't be like that long and drawn out i think they're gonna get together either in episode five or like episode six and then the rest of the episodes are like oh drama things because we already got a confession from both of them gene he was drunk 
but Nancy completely confessed. And I was like, I mean, I thought we already knew, but Gene is, he's thick as fuck. So he clearly don't know like anything, <laughs> but anyway, back to the show. And then the very specific moment when they're back to when they're in the car with the dragon and um, Gene's like making it fly around. When I tell you I've watched this scene eight times since it, since I watched it on Sunday night, I'm not even kidding. They literally are like ruining my life. Anyway, unimportant. Um, what's next? And the way okay, I'm gonna keep talking about this car scene. The way he like he being obviously protected Jean's head when he was getting in the car, so he even bang his head on the car. Oh, I just want them to be happy. <laughs> they were so sweet he really let us like get more into gene's character because right now he's just for the past like three episodes he's just been like i fucking hate everyone and i hate my job and i hate my life and i wish everything would just like go away um but now we get to see that he's like he's a soft little boy and he has emotions and that was just so sweet and then uh, the head tap. Okay, the scene when they're in the bedroom, which is the best scene in this entire episode, he, where, like, Gene's all like, I want to, like, I don't know if he, like, wanted to, like, fuck or if he was just like, I want to kiss you. But if he was all like, let's wait because he's a consent king. There's nothing sexier in BL than consent. I'm telling you. <laughs> Rape, ugly. We don't like it sexual assault nope no 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 consent not taking advantage of your drunk loved ones we love to see <laughs> um anyway but he was like i just want to like wait and my man gene was like i'm confused but then they like touched foreheads and it was so sweet and he was like stay with me and i was like <laughs> i was literally crying um anyway but it was just like such a heartwarming thing and I watched this after I watched You Make Me Dance and The Tale of a Thousand Stars <laughs> and it was really what I needed to pick up my mood because those two episodes made me cry for real um but yeah so episode four confession she is running on her own time lovely writer is doing she ain't doing it like anyone else uh but yeah but I already see drama I knew there was gonna be drama with A because He'd been trying so hard to get Nubsy's attention. And Nubsy's all like, please leave me alone and never speak to me again. <laughs> it's so funny to see him interact. Anyway, but that's kind of all I have to say about Lovely Writer. Moving on to You Make Me Dance. I actually, I need to preface this by saying, I always say this. I always say, and I cried. But most of the time, I don't actually mean that I cried. I, I just meant like, it made me so happy that I could have cried. This show made me cry actual tears. <laughs> like I was literally sobbing in my room at two in the morning. I was so upset. I was like, what? Anyway, into the episode. Uh, at the beginning of episode seven, <laughs> the show was so good. Um, they had like a little dance lesson for my debt collector man, whose name I still don't know. It's Hong Sok. Uh, but they had, he had, they did this like little lesson and it was so cute. Um, and then they kissed in episode seven. I was literally like taken aback because all these Korean BLs, they're good. They're high quality, great wacky stories. So we love to see it, but they always have like kiss as the end of the of the end of the show which i think is fine i think a large part of this like bl thing for them is like it's kind of play they kind of play it off as like 
like a weird bromance until like the final like point except like Warrior Eislinger that whole show was a different breed but a lot of these shows it's like yeah like I, one of them likes the other like forwardly but like they never actually like address this whole gay thing because it's like still not really that accepted in Korea so I can see why they like only ever have like one kiss in the entire show besides the fact that they also have like a million plot points going on besides the romance like if there's a romance and like there's fucking debt collector <laughs> or fucking bodyguards and bitches need to move away and it's just like so much but uh yeah a kiss before they kiss each other th- like three times before the end of the show and the second one was like intense they were like insinuating sex right there and i was i was like am i allowed to see this is this allowed my question is always how do these people like go back to i don't know maybe it's because i live in the u.s and it's like if you're like in like gay media then like it doesn't really matter because like people are at least pretend progressive so they won't like hate crime you but in korea i'm just thinking like won't you be like completely ostracized like how do you like play like a gay person in like a show as like an actor and then like go back to like your regular life whatever unimportant um but yeah and then the when he was like i'm leaving they like had a they had two fights they had a fight in episode seven when he's all like i'm leaving like bye and he's all like i'm not even supposed to like be sympathizing with you anymore like that's rule number one i was like what the fuck is this like you've literally been sympathizing with him since like before you knew him i'm like, like what's going on and then and then but then he was in the car and he was all like i thought you said this was our home and he's all like this is your fucking fault i didn't need to start saying their name <laughs> um deck collector is all like this is our house and uh what's his name got his name but he's all like Xion, Xion, Xion. he was all like this is all your fucking fault like you can come in like you're the one who's not like here i was like this hurts so bad anyway moving on uh the song like there's like this really intense song that played for like the whole episode and i fucking loved it and i played it in episode eight too but it was like really prominent in episode seven and then uh, and then when Xi'an was done with his audition for the thing and he got in, <laughs> the way they smiled, because he walks out and he's like, he has like a sullen face. And so Deck Collector Man is like also a sullen face mode. But then Xi'an smiles and he smiles and <laughs> it hurts so bad. I want to love like that, period. <laughs> they were so in tune with one another and they love each other so much. It hurts so bad. And then, like, when they're eating the dinner thing, because they had, like, a celebration. To men- Not to mention that Xion's all like, uh, are we going to have a, like, what's it called? Celebration for my thing. And uh, Deck Collector Man is all like, uh, no. But he already had one ready at the house. He didn't even, he did it before he even asked. <laughs> I hate them. I hate them. Anyway, but the, the fucking eggs. Does anyone eat eggs like this? <laughs> I can't get over it. They look they look sweet. I don't know what that means. Because eggs are not sweet at all. But they look sweet. The eggs. <laughs> anyway. Continuing on. Deck Collector Man. I just love him so much. That's why I keep calling him that. Because he's the love of my life. Um, And then. When he's all like. When they wake up the next morning after the. Oh my god. <laughs> and he's all like. I'm leaving. I was like. You couldn't have told him this like a normal person after he had already been like, don't let anyone abandon you. 
you're gonna abandon him and i know that's like why he was doing it because i already knew he had to leave to go to vietnam but i was like no how could you do this damn and then uh, imagine we will talk about a tale of a thousand stars in a second but imagine you're me and you just watched a tale of a thousand stars and then this happened like i was already crying <laughs> and then i had to watch him leave and he was all like get out like ah no <laughs> i keep talking in such like disjointed terms but like you needed you need to see the episode and then you'll be like oh but yeah um and then the, his ceo lady she just like let him go and I was like, because of like the fucking podcast, I was, I th- that's like my one like flaw with this is like, well, with a lot of these Korean shows is like, they want to introduce like eight different plot lines, you know, the way K-dramas do, which is fine, but you can't be introducing like plot lines. Like we got 16 episodes to deal with all of them. We have eight and they're all 10 minutes long. Like <laughs> there's not enough time to get like the deck collector's man's story in why did he want to retire what was he gonna do after he retired what where the fuck is Xion's mom I know she's like in Europe and fucked off and left him alone but like I feel like we could have had more with that it's the same thing with like color rush like what happened to his mom anyway unimportant backtracking back to you make me dance but I just feel like that's like my the one flaw and it's not like just unique to this show it's just like sometimes they introduce storylines that they just don't have the time to finish and so the lady like the only way they could have fixed the plot would be to let him go back at that point I didn't even care because I just wanted to see them together but like that's still like a flaw like they were just she was like begging him to go to Vietnam and she was all like the only way I'm gonna let you stay with him and complete this debt thing is if you go to Vietnam and he was all like fine and that was like a big point of contention in like episode like five or something and then at the end she was just kind of like well bye (laughs) so what was all that for then oh well i'm at 18 minutes for recording and i still have to talk about a tale of a thousand stars which is going to take five minutes at least but whatever then but when he came back and he was like you have because on the podcast he was like you have to come back and fix my fucking dance bar like you said you'd be doing customer service for the rest of my life which is literally basically a marriage proposal uh I don't care but and then he comes up and he gets behind him and he's smiling so why because he loves him so much and he's just so good and hot take this is the best one y'all are like simping for the other one that came out to my star which I still need to rewatch because I watched and didn't get the same thing out of it that everyone else got out of it but this one I, this is the best one it was literally so good I just they need to keep coming up with these like oh a debtoring creditor like what who comes up washed up actor and man who owns a cafe like where do they come up with these ideas anyway that's all i have to say about that one if you haven't seen you make me dance so good so revolutionary everyone needs to see it it needs to blow up the same way mate to my star did because this one's better sorry about it then i have like a few notes on dear uranus episode two uh, the girl with the blue hair, she's, like, working through, like, something, like, with the other girl in her memories. She's really pretty, by the way. Um, like, she's, like, trying to replace her with, um, I don't remember their names. My, the girl who I want, you know, let me not say that. But, she, that, 
girl, the main girl, the tall one, I'm going to call her that. She, they were like having like these weird sexual tension. And then she was all like, ha ha, you're coming on too strong. And she dipped. And I was like, the girl with the blue hair was like trying to replace her like girlfriend. And she was talking about it with some other girl. And I'm like, how are they going to resolve these storylines in three episodes? And we're on episode two and the main couple isn't even together. I'm so confused. I was like, the my my cute little short girl and the tall girl I know they're supposed to like be a thing but they've talked like twice so I'm like where is this gonna come from how are we gonna resolve the girl with the blue hair storyline anyway pacing where is she I know this is like a not not fan made like fan of what but like this is like an independent like project and like the two okay but are the two girls who run the YouTube channel that this is on are they dating because I think they're <laughs> anyway unimportant but yeah it was just soft it was cute I thought it was, it's like funny it's actually really well produced for like I don't know I don't think it's like made by any studio or company so I think it's so like well produced for like a, for the two of them and like maybe like a team or something I don't really know but oh well <sighs> and now the big kahuna <laughs> a tale of a thousand stars episode eight <laughs> This episode broke me, but we will go through the episode. So the first thing that happens is like a flashback. And when I, and Tian's like praying or he's at like a temple and this guy's praying for a dead person. You should have seen me. I was like, who the fuck died? I was like, has someone died? He was literally torfied. Like, what? are you okay? Anyway. Um, and then the, con- the confession, this is a different kind of confession. The scene where he finally tells everybody that Torfan is dead and that it's his fault I ah, 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 it hurts so bad I it made me cry that's why I was already crying when I was watching me make me dance because of this episode it literally made me so upset I I couldn't but and then the chief was so harsh and he was like you should just fucking leave I was like how can you you're in love with him how can you be saying all that <laughs> but I get it I understand it. If you're working with the logic that he did kill her and take her heart and take her job and take her life, then yeah, it's super fucked. Like, it's really messed up if that's what actually happened. But I knew, I knew he didn't fucking hit her with his car. They were foreshadowing from like the beginning and I knew he didn't hit her. Anyway, but back, back, keep going back. And then he's like at the school by himself. And none of the kids come because all of the village's parents are like, bitch, you can't be going there with a murderer. Like, no. Anyway, but my girl Miju, I knew I could count on her. Although she did only show up because she was like, uh, you want to explain death to me? I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay, so whoop. Anyway, but he didn't kill Torfan. It was one of his friends. And at the same time, I knew it couldn't have been him because of like the foreshadowing with like the heart thing where he, I was, he already had heart problems before the accident. I thought he I think we all thought at the beginning that he needed a heart transplant because of the accident which I think is what they wanted us to think but then they showed us that scene where he was already having like heart problems and his friend was all like dude don't do it and he was all like but they'll think I'm gonna pussy out and blah 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 blah. so he was like up in the air whether he got in the car or not but I feel like by showing us that scene they kind of confirmed that he didn't do it because otherwise, what would the what would the point what would the point of that of that scene have been? Also, the scene where they talk about where he's like at the doctor's with like his family, um, 
his parents and they're all like, yeah, your heart's like fucked. I thought that was like, I don't know when I thought that would be like after the accident, but he was like, he got the thing like right after anyway, but whatever we knew he didn't hit him. But I feel like at the same time, I'm glad he didn't hit her, but at the, I, I said the argument. Okay. But at the same time, I just feel like it's kind of anticlimactic to this be like, well, his friend hit her. <laughs> like, I just think that's kind of boring, but I mean, I'm I'm okay with it because that just means Tian is a good boy and he wants to help everybody and he took the blame for it even though it's till it's not technically his fault but he feels like it's his fault because he gave um his friend his car and I by that metric he, it is kind of his fault but whatever um then Long Tae after the, we're going back to when everybody was avoiding Tian and he was crying in his room by himself, crying everywhere. I literally, I was so, I felt so bad for him because he's such a good boy. And then, anyway, but Long Tae was like, I'm fucking avoiding you. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what? You already knew she died. But I guess he was kind of mad because Tian was all like, it's my fault. Yeah, he didn't tell Long Tae that part. But still, it hurt. I was like, why does everyone hate my baby? But, um, yeah, going on. <laughs> then, okay, we need to talk about the scene where he's like, I don't even know what the fuck he's doing. Where he's, um, looking at Mr. Sokta and his, like, men and they're, like, in the fucking forest. And I was like, whoa, what's going on? Um, and he finds Long Tae and he's like, be quiet. Like, you have to be so quiet. Like, he's like sneaking up on him. But then when he tries to take a video, his fucking flash is on. How the fuck your flash gonna be on? And you shushing everybody? I don't believe it. Are you kidding? That was so dumb. And I know it was the only way, really. But honestly, stepping on a branch and it cracking would have been leagues better than that. Anyway unimportant and then okay i've been waiting like the whole show for him to be like do you know who the fuck my dad is for i've been waiting for him to say that for so long and he hasn't said it like once but then mr sogda was like i don't give a fuck your dad won't even know you're dead and i was like <laughs> but then he does know at the end so i was like ah so girl you thought um but yeah and then, and then of course my man the chief he gets shot and i saw that he gets shot on twitter somebody spoiled it for me which is fine it's okay i knew it was coming and he hurt even more like because <laughs> the whole time i was waiting when is he gonna get shot who's gonna shoot him the minute they got in the forest i was like fuck this is where he gonna die but the ah uh, it was so bad and the montages okay they do montages in bl shows all the fucking time and they're always really dumb and i hate them but this one hit really hard it got to me it made me cry like they were it was like all the like the flashbacks and it's usually it's like yeah i've watched the fucking show so i know the flashbacks but the flashbacks in that one scene with the hornbills and it was playing over the the Tian was like screaming it hurt so bad i literally cried i was like i was literally sobbing i was like why oh he was like they mate for life and he's like what happens Tian was all like what happens if if one of them dies and he's all like they wait forever I was all like they will not compare this love to the hornbills I know this man's not gonna die I will not allow it and now I now I feel big dumb big dumb big stupid 
for being all like, oh, no one's gonna die. Everyone on Twitter's all like, oh, we knew it. I'm like, I'm gonna be quiet. But I don't think he's gonna die. Like, that would ruin the show. Well, the same way Tian being the one to hit Torfun would have ruined the show, this would ruin the show. But he wasn't, okay, the preview made it worse because he wasn't the chief. He wasn't in it. Like, at all. Like, after Tian got, like, when he, like, fucking died. Not died. When he fell or whatever after, because his heart gave out or some shit. When they were flying kites. They showed him in the next preview. So I was already like, oh, okay. I don't even need to be that concerned. But he, my man's the chief, wasn't in it. And I'm so concerned that they're going to let him die. Or he's going to die and then he's going to have to do that cliche thing where he, like, fights, like, for his life. I don't. We still have two more episodes, and I feel like next episode, he's just not going to be in it, and it's going to ruin my life, but yeah, anyway, there, that's all I really have to say about all these shows. Okay, that is all I have to say this week, tune in next week for the next few episodes, I mean, You Make Me Dance won't be on there, maybe I'll actually start watching um, Word of Honor, like I said I would two weeks ago, Um, anyway. Be sure to watch my full reviews on other shows and follow my Twitter at blbaby1218 to see my, like, tweets on things because I put a lot of the stuff I tweet on there in my podcast, but some of it's not in there, so you should go follow me on Twitter. And, um, so also there you can DM me, let me know if you want a full review of a show I, um, like, reviewed like weekly or if there's a show I should be watching weekly that I'm not watching word of honor doesn't count I already know about that one other than that that's all I have to say goodbye